I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, after, a, after a night out in uh, Cardiff last night, which is, it was tentatively gearing up for the, uh, the big Wales versus England Six Nations game today. And that's why I'm quite uh, glad to be escaping the Welsh capital as a... Uh, as everyone descends for uh, what I imagine will be a night of debauchery, which can only come with a city full of uh, rugby fans. Uh, yeah, so we're off to uh, Bristol today to watch the Bristol Rovers versus Sunderland. And it's a bit of a tricky one to work out, this. Bristol Rovers aren't very good at home. They've only won three all season. Um, but they don't get beat often. And uh, very much like us, they, uh, they bloody love a draw. So we'll see how that goes. And it's a very nice one, uh, this trip for Sunderland supporters. Nice train change to get a, a city break in a, a cosmopolitan city. I mean, don't get me wrong, the provincial provincial towns are very nice, but uh, sometimes it's nice to get out to the big city and uh, enjoy what is quite a beautiful, beautiful weekend. So anyway, we're catching up with uh, some Sunderland fans, some uh, some old voices, of course. I'm going to try and get some uh, hold of some Bristol Rovers fans, see what the the gas his uh, opinion on today's game and Roy Fallow is currently traversing his way down from the northeast by plane, train and automobile so you'll hear his uh, travel vlog or blog or whatever anyway, let's all go to Bristol I'm Roy Fallow, you join me here making his podcast debut today, uh, my dad Malcolm I'm far too nervous making my podcast de- debut to actually speak but I'm trying to work out the few people who I can see, whether they are Sunderland supporters or possibly egg chasers on the way to Wales for the big rugby match, which takes place apparently an hour after we kick off. Well, yes, that is the the issue. That could be a train full of uh, rugby enthusiasts instead. Um, but I have spotted a few people in the waiting area with crates of Stella, that kind of thing. So hopefully we'll have a more type atmosphere rather than a rugby atmosphere um, not long now until our train arrives and update you throughout the day a bit of a bit of colour um, with today's planes trains and automobiles journey that we're having to Bristol as we're flying back later and hopefully a flight back that will be with three points in the bag to make it two wins on the bounce <laughs> We now have arrived in Bristol at the Annex pub, um, just a short walk from the ground. Home fans and visiting Massive Lads fans mixing together harmoniously at the moment. Um, the sleepy train platform turned into quite a very busy train eventually, didn't it? 
Most well, certainly did. Mixture of Sunland supporters getting on at all weird and wonderful stations like Sheffield and Derby and places like that, which shows we've got a following throughout the country, of course. Uh, but also lots of egg chasers, rugger buggers on heading for Wales for the England Wales game. But uh, we find ourselves in a very genteel pub, not the usual plethora of Sunland supporters with uh, tops on singing songs about Kieran Dyer so it's much more sensible and sedate with proper beer um, although we might change all that as this beer goes down and we get a little bit more boisterous as time goes on Yes, very good point about the beer, actually. Um, and yeah, thankfully, as we were worrying about being full of rugby posh lads, um, sat next to some uh, sort of middle-aged punk Sunderland fans. Good discussion about bands like the Skids and... Uh, Stiff little fingers, and a shout out as well to the Grimsby fans we were briefly sat next to as well, who are on their way to Swindon. So good luck to them. Um, but yeah, good pub at the moment, and hopefully this is a good few pints before a walk to another terrace, a more old-fashioned football stadium today. Some very League One stadium today with uh, Bristol's sort of hodgepodge of a ground. And a very disconcerting element of today is that it's bright sunshine and T-shirt weather, which makes it more like a, a pre-season game in, uh, in, in terms of the atmosphere in the pub at the moment. I'm sure that'll change and we'll get much more down-to-earth, Sunderland-based weather like sleet coming down uh, and the game being abandoned after 75 minutes. But uh, as things stand, it's been very summery, which is strange for the mid-February. Yeah, it does feel like a kind of end of season sort of vibe like this is our last game before heading into the playoffs or something but hopefully the sunshine is uh, going to make for a much better day than the last time we were on an uncovered terrace which was of course at Accrington so hopefully that'll be a much better game of football as well we're in the uh, Prince of Wales pub in the very happening area of Montpellier uh, near Near the memorial ground, I'm here with Tom and Dan, and what have we been thinking of Bristol so far, fellas? I quite like it. It's, um, you know, it's got a very uh, braided beard sensibility about the place. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I, I quite I quite like it overall. Yeah. What's your favourite bit? Um, just anywhere that isn't full of rugby fans. So this is all right so far. This bit. Of- so I mean, yeah, putting it on over there. But right, well, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I dislike it for exactly those reasons. It's, well, you full, of, it's full of. Uh, it's not enough rugby. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not, not, there's not there's enough, enough Tesco's. It's too. Yes, it's trying too hard to be independent-minded. Or is it trying not trying? Yeah. And it's <laughs> you can be independent-minded without trying too hard. <laughs> <laughs> this was perfect timing. How like we've got the sound now of the rugby. Yeah, no, great. The uh, rugby's on, but it is it is quite a wonderful day to stand on an open terrace. Yeah, yeah. It's celebrity mark. I, mean, I don't want to like drink it, but I think it's going to be like better than Accrington away in terms of standing in an open terrace. <laughs> it's, uh, I've, got, I've got my waterproof jacket, but I'm I'm hopeful I won't need it. See, yeah, <laughs> it's too warm for. Uh, yeah. February, it's uncomfortably, uncomfortably warm to be stuck with a load of uh, Sunderland fans huddled together, and they've turned that right that up, rugby yeah, up, yeah, right yeah. up to uh, to just really annoy us. Uh, but what's going to happen today then? Um, I think I'm quite optimistic. I think like last the last three games, even though like three home games in advance, you probably think, oh, we need to take nine points from them. 
or you know, whatever. I think taking five points doesn't look great on paper. I think it's like take out the first hour against that Rickton. Last three games is the best we've played in about two months. You reckon? Oh yeah. That, like we had Chris like, Maguire in those games. Yeah, was well, some of them at least. Well, yeah, for the last half hour against that thing we did. Yeah, but yeah, like no, true. I think that like if you if you look at how bad we've been since like New Year, the last three games. I'm like more, I'm more optimistic, even though I've only taken five points in those games without going up automatically than I was before then. Had it been had that Gillingham game been at the beginning of yeah. these three games, or yeah. as opposed to no, the yeah, end? It'd be, oh, a bit yeah. miserable now. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, I still think the performances have been pretty good. Like, I mean, I think we we should have won all three of those games. Mm. Yeah, if you look at like like chances were, were created. I know, again, like I say. Oh, if you take out the first hour against Africa, <laughs> if you take out the bit where we're really bad, we're very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic about it. I think we'll win three one. Three one. Oh, the good bet. The good bet. Dan has a theory about uh, a good bet that he won once on a Manchester derby. But, uh, he doesn't want to give the secret away too much. Yeah. What's well, up? I mean, I think they kind of have given it away in a way. No, no, no. They won't realise. They won't realise the fine nuances of the good bet. Anyway, yeah. Tom? I, I don't know, because I wasn't at the game on Tuesday, but I, I, I thought we had more chances in both of those other games last week. But the fact that we're not putting them away worries me a little bit. But, but on Tuesday, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't at that game, so I can't yeah, comment. Yeah, yeah. But, um, those other two games, yeah, those two games I, I worry that we sort of had lots of chances, but didn't finish them. I'm, like, I'm, sort of, I'm less worried and more just... Optimistic. To me, like before those three games, we just weren't making chances at all. Like, yeah. I mean, I know, like, it's, the, it's an awful, terrible cliche, but like Griggs getting in the positions to miss chances. But like, if you take those two, he missed the the one where he goes around the keeper against Black uh, Blackpool, and the one where like side puts it about calmly about five yards <laughs> wide yeah. from six yards against uh, Accrington. He's not going to keep missing there, and he's been, in both of those cases, like, I mean, he's done really well to get in the position to make. It's not like it's just been, you know, oh, he's shanked it like over the bar from yeah. twenty yards. He's in a really good position, which he's created himself. You know, he's got into a really, he's pulled away from the defender against Arlington. He's gone round the keeper really well against Blackpool. He's not going to keep missing them. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I think a draw when you only create three chances or whatever it was against Oxford is yeah. better than a draw when you create but, but that, nine chances. That's what it against. says about. That's what it says about us as a team, isn't it? Yeah. I don't want to go all expected goals are good now. But, no, no, uh, yeah, no, yeah, please, yeah. Please. no, no, yeah, no. But I mean, I think there's sort of there's something in that that, like, you know, that um, we've looked better creative-wise, attacking-wise in the last three games than we we'll have for weeks. Here's a uh, here's a question. Would you rather you win win today, then lose on in the checker trade, or lose today and win in the checker trade? You won't like my answer, but I'd rather win a trophy. I don't care what it is. I'd rather win a trophy. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't won the trophy. I like, like won the trophy. Stay in this league. I don't care. I, I mean, I would, I would rather have both. Obviously, it's a false I mean, binary. Yeah. I think we could do both. Yeah, yeah. But I want. I just want to win something. Just, yeah. That that cup final in 2014, which we, which we really couldn't have done more to win 
I think we deserve to win a trophy, even if it is something that is. Oh, shit, I didn't get a ticket for it, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just want to. I don't know, like, my, in my only other appearance on this podcast, I said, um, I'm not bothered about the fact that. Uh, oh, wait, I when Luton and Portsmouth both. I said, I'm not bothered about going up. I, I don't care if we get promoted, but now I'm just sick of this league. I think, why, like, why are you sick of it? You've had, just like you've been, you've been sat yeah, in the beer garden in February. It's lovely, but like, <laughs> like, like two weeks ago, I was sat in a in a bowling alley five miles outside Oxford like queuing for 20 minutes to be served like horrible lager you know what I mean oh, no, I just want to be out of this I just I'm want to be out of this, this league because I think we should be aiming higher than I'm not saying we do you know we deserve to be where we are because we, we, we were crap last season but I think we should a club of our statue should, should not be in this should not be wanting to settle in this league but, I, but I'd rather win something even if it is something that only really this league can win so you take winning the checker trade and say losing in the playoffs yes I'd, I'd be, I mean I, will, I would be gutted I, I find myself sort of worrying about saying that but I just want to win something I think, I think going up going back up we could do next year we could do the year after blah blah blah, blah. I, mean, I championship just want to win much, something championships are most diff- much different league to when we've been up before yeah. Yeah. it's like teams yeah. teams get stuck in the championship mm. forever yeah. because there's so, there's so much money I guess the championship won forever as well I don't know. Yeah, Quite yeah, like yeah. that, Forest Green away or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's the that's the one. Nice vegan food I hear with Forest Green over. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that Bolton chairman had the right yeah, order? Yeah, it's like some about yeah. vegan pies. So just having a nice chat. Yeah. <laughs> so what a. It's your first visit to the memorial. It's my second. Obviously, I've spoke about the uh, yeah, the announcer yeah. smelling gas. What are you most looking forward to about the Memorial Stadium? The announcer, the announcer. announcing gas. Yeah. <laughs> so for those, I'm, for those I'm here, for the three-one victory. Have you put the good bet on? Uh-huh. Yeah. An association. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about that. Right. So we're going to, about to go on an open terrace in the glorious sunshine. Yeah, yeah, so and are there any? Sorry, Tom. Are there any um, ex? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Outside the Memorial Stadium, full-time Bristol Rovers nil, Sunderland 2. I'm here with Rory and a... Rory's dad. Rory's dad. <laughs> Rory's he's already been, he's been introduced earlier. Rory's just, we've, we've smashed. Oh, we're right, going to have so to mush Con our content together. We've been interrupted. Oh, already? Already. Right. How was that? Fantastic. Um, I was just trying, I was just saying that it's, it's a hard one to pick man of the match for. Um, I think in terms of, I mean, this is a very big compliment. It's quite Pulisy, wasn't it? Just solid. Yeah. Took our opportunities. Wasn't like anything flowing forward. It wasn't like Gillingham on Tuesday no, no, night no. where we flowed forward quite easily, but had a couple of opportunities, grinded out a, a win away from home, clean sheet. We were trying to think the, the last time we scored two away from home as well, which is a big positive. Cool. Well my head, I thought was Plymouth. It could well be. That was what no it, does, it does help that they were absolutely terrible. They were <laughs> awful. They were really bad. You can only beat what's in front here. And, you know, they, they've, they've had some good results. I mean, they, these are guys who should have beat Portsmouth the other day. Mm. You know, and, and yeah, only a missed true. penalty. So, and gave us quite a good game at the Stadium of Light as they well. Did, they mm. did. So we've grounded out. We've, you know, I think we could get over obsessed with talking about tactics after this game because it's nothing to do with tactics. It's just we've got players who've got that slightly bit more quality. Ledbetter and Catamore, middle of midfield, probably as good as you're going to see in this division, and probably quite a few teams in the division above. And Aidan McGeady, you know, take Oxford out of it, and over the last ten games, he's absolute quality. And, you know, and, and it's the Steve McLaren thing. If you want a great team or want a good team, get good players or great players. Bringing Steve McLaren Steve in, McLaren, that's how, that's exactly how, that's how optimistic yeah. we feel. But I think that it's, it's a good point on, on McGeady and having good players in. The, the worries being and the, the stat freaks like to bring up XG, but if you've got a player like Aidan McGeady and just ping that free kick in, you can stick XG, XG with your bollocks, to be honest. <laughs> like, he can, if he can do that and he's on form and you've got players doing something out of nothing, doesn't, and that's why I say it's a bit pulisy. We're just creating those fine sort of limited chances, but we're taking them. It's as you were saying about it's not about tactics. It's like a lot of a lot of performances recently have been about like moments. Yeah. It's like now we're scoring from set yeah. pieces. I, I couldn't see from where I was when that goal went in. I don't know what happened, but then then to have a free kick and just ping it in the top corner yeah. it's like that's it it's well, like they're done a really then. interesting point they got almost exactly the same free kick about 20 minutes later and if their guy had tried that on the training ground 10 times I bet they wouldn't hit the target the way McGee exactly, did yeah. that's what it's all about and McLaughlin didn't have a shot to save today as well I know no, no, they yeah, had that right. header from uh, quite early in the second half that they should have put on target but McLaughlin wasn't really troubled and again that goes credit I think to Flanagan and Dunn I think it's, keeping a clean sheet away from home the, the centre halves have been much maligned recently so I think it's right to pull them out for a bit of praise as well so we're winning a lot in the air today and it, it, it did look a bit more organised and I think that does go down to what you were saying about 
Catamol and Ledbetter being a calm presence in front of them. It just looked for the first time in quite a few weeks like a solid unit on yeah. the pitch, which is really pleasing. They didn't make mistakes as well. Those two central defenders have made mistakes. You look at that quickly. Yeah. You know, they've, they've made silly mistakes. They've given penalties away. They've done daft things. Today they didn't. They just did the basics and they did the basics right. They keep doing that at this level. You'll go up. And that clean sheet is going to do like a world of confidence oh, as well. We have to talk about the elephant in the room, uh, Charlie White. Yeah. And I wanted it to go in. Yeah, well, we so all wanted bad, it to go so in. badly. Because there's a guy in front of me just pelting him yeah. every single time. Even as soon as the minute he came on, it's like, oh, I hate him, blah, blah, blah. And I, just, I, wanted, I just wanted him to shut this fella up. And I, I can't legislate for that if, anymore. If you think... If, if Greg got those chances if and, 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 yeah. and people say oh but White created those chances White was a bit he, he didn't Morgan created those chances. Chances. Well, chances well that's what I was going to say he benefited from circumstance of the game being stretched and Morgan was excellent when he came on to be mm, fair yeah. and you know if even just one of them falls to Greg well, you're the, talking about a 3-0 win I thought now. The, fir- the first one when Morgan went to the byline I thought he leathered it back at him so it's like I thought that was a bit he was a bit unlucky benefit of the doubt with that one yeah, yeah but the last one he's like he's got time to control it yeah. and just a touch. but he's panicked and it's like I was saying you don't know how to rectify that because it's confidence clearly yeah. but it's like how, how does he go about sorting that out because we can't just rely on Grig if, if Grig doesn't score we have to rely on McGeady and he doesn't want to just have an option where he's like well that's like it's not going to score and then players like Morgan might be like well I don't really want to give well, for it me, in for yeah. me you've got to be looking at Sterling I mean you know Sterling well, he's, he's, he's injured he's injured yeah, but he, he is the answer before <laughs> White honestly because you know, sometimes it goes back to what we were saying about quality and yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I know people keep talking about what White's done at this level and how many goals he's got yeah. at this level but you look at Will Grigg and Charlie White and they're they're running down the channels and they're all like around and they're, they're, well. they're different as chalk and cheese and so we need to bring somebody else up to the plate for that and it's not Charlie White I'm sorry was it Greg must be like well I've done all the donkey work yeah. Yeah. and then he, gets, I mean. then he gets he, the he chances gets that chances. I won yeah. that's why I was surprised that was that was Greg coming off unless Greg was knackered he's, been, he's played a lot of games in quick succession and we do forget he was injured mm-hmm. coming here he, he got a, he was out point, for a month though, at it, the other two subs you know showed strength in depth both mm-hmm. Power and Morgan made a, you know, stepped up to the plate and did good things. I think the, the one thing that on. needs to be mentioned as well that might not have got picked up for people who weren't at the game is a, a very League One moment of <laughs> our substitutes having to use the portaloos behind the goal. <laughs> yeah. Max Power and Charlie, White. Charlie White. Actually, Charlie White's best contribution today of uh, everyone singing <laughs> Charlie White, he shits where he wants. And then McGee getting <laughs> everyone singing Dylan, give us a shit. Dylan, Dylan, give us a shit. Which is a perfect League One moment. And that's you go about moments on the pitch but as a supporter it's moments off the pitch when you're in League One you're looking for those like daft silly things and that's, that, 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 that's one I, you're talking I, I about I looked at how long they were in the toilet and I never saw it as a shit <laughs> no I was thinking that yeah. it's clearly a piss yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely but still, yeah. it's funnier isn't it but it's nice yeah. to have an open terrace where it's not pouring down with rain yeah, 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 that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. that's been so I was how have you enjoyed the memorial ground I assume it's your first visit to this wonderful well, it looks, wonderful <laughs> seven it different like, grounds it mashed like to together me that the chairman goes to a car boot sale that stands does stands and never comes back empty-handed. <laughs> it's seven different stands. It's an equestrian stand. It's a race. It's a race course stand. It's those two like awnings, like the yeah, two behind yeah. the goal, like the, weird. Should be doing a flower show yeah, there. Or, or a wedding. I think, <laughs> it's just everything. It's just a memorial ground. Porch. Available for <laughs> weddings, bar mitzvahs, <laughs> funerals. Well, bits of it are, and bits yeah. of it are for football matches, <laughs> but only bits. So, a 2 0 win, and we're def- and, and as well, uh, I believe. Uh, yeah, Barnsley and Portsmouth drew 0 0. Drew 0 0, which is massive. Possibly the bonus. penalty yes. during that game. So that's just two oh. points Two points for the game in hand. Yeah. With the game in hand, and Barnsley to play. Getting back to in our own hands. Exactly, we're getting so, momentum back. Is he back on? 
Well, I've been saying playoffs in the last few pods, but after that, I'm going to say, nah, it's back on. Second it's pl- back on. Second, play- back on. second place on. and uh, win the checker trade when we come close. back here. We're very close to every game's a cup final, aren't we? Whoa. And I love that. I love <laughs> that. Never thought I'd hear myself say it again, but it's coming there. It's getting right, there. excellent. Excellent. Good. Brilliant. Cheers. Uh, cheers, Tom. Cheers. cheers Lovely man. stuff. Where are you heading? Uh, I'm going back into the... Right. Rather than doing uh, tweeting player ratings, Matthew and I thought we would just chat about them. Yeah. Uh, so, Matthew, any thoughts on the goalkeeper first, John McLaughlin? I thought he didn't play that well in the last game, but I think Bristol Rovers weren't very good today and he didn't have that much to do, but what he did have to do, he was fine, right? I think, yeah, I agree. I think... He didn't make a save as such, but he was quite authoritative as he normally is. He had a bit claims of a lot of balls, doesn't he, out of the air? And yeah, I think he was never in any real trouble. But I think he, if he had been <clears throat> tested by them, he'd obviously be be up to anything they could have thrown at him. He, just give him a seven, I suppose. Seven. Uh, I suppose right back Luke O'Nine scored a day. Scored. Great. Um, good. Again. It makes you wonder whether he wouldn't be better it's weird, supporting it? a striker. It's a bit odd, but um, that's where he's playing, and I suppose you can't really ask a lot more of him. He's, he's solid today defensively. Another seven? Another seven. Maybe even an eight? Can give him an eight. Seven and a half. Wow. 75%. 75%. Next to him, Flanagan, I think he is clearly our best centre back. Agreed. Apart from, obviously, Osterk. Um <laughs> I think yeah again sort of assured um, never really looked under a great deal of uh, under a great deal of threat but um, aerial balls dealt with him really well and he's just he's just like he's he reads a game well, well yeah, doesn't he, yeah, he, he I, I, to be fair speaking of him I think him and Dunn were both good in that they bombarded us in yeah. terms of they were launching balls and neither of them looked troubled no and I think that's that was the only way they were going to look to get a goal so they were never going to play football around us and then break us down that way so I think I think to be honest we've kept a clean sheet so I think it would be unfair let's let's give the whole those three eight because all nine scored you can't no, no, knock we'll, that we'll give them eight and then oh. I think James is probably a seven at yeah, best because he's, he's the weakest link in the I, back I four agree, today and I, I, it yeah. just gives the ball away in weird ways. And then does strange things, sort of tackles in sort of a strange way and gets caught. I don't know. It's really caught defensively. He's a fullback. Like he's a he strange a player. He does get caught out quite a lot. And then he did some sort of ridiculous challenge. And you just want why? Height. Like, why do that? Yeah, but never mind. Seven. He, he put some decent balls in again. He he's one of them where some. Forward. T- so, like, when, when he started, I thought, oh, well. He'll be solid defensively, but he won't be any sort of threat. He's almost the opposite. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. He's a. He's an. I don't know. He's, he's not what you'd expect from a League One fullback. No. Uh, def- going forward, great crosses are good, and he is a threat, but defensively very suspect. I think. Um, I would say man of the match is a toss up between two players, and one of them is Grant Ledbetter. I thought it was absolutely brilliant today. Yeah. Personally. I think he, he showed why he is a championship footballer. Agreed. There was times in the second half where there was almost three or four players around him and he was just turned and moved somewhere else. From he's shaking any rust great. off, hasn't he? Like, yeah, like, from yeah, not playing for Middlesbrough, yeah. he's just shaking it yeah. off. I, I think he's, um, he's head and shoulders above 
anything this division's got to offer. Usually, um, it's no surprise to me that he links up well with McKeady, who's another, who's the other well, one who you could say was man of the match. Great. I would give both of them a nine. Yes, easily. Let's and Catamore and, 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 Ka- and Catamore probably an eight because midfield like, midfield looks really good. Shaky moments. He gave ball away a couple of times, but I think him and Ledbetter. I think that's it, your midfield for the rest it, of the well, season, it, it, unless there's injuries well, and suspensions. Well, it is, and I think it? I think people sort of thought, oh well, they can't play together, but purely because I don't know, it was almost a bit lazy, really. I think when people have said that because the well, different I think it, types of players. I think we've watched, say, for example, Catmull play alongside McGeek or Power, and sometimes they've tried to occupy similar areas. Yeah. And the worry was signing another player who liked to occupy deep yeah. positions that might happen again. But I think no disrespect to the other two. Ledbetter and Catamull are players who've spent their entire uh, careers above yeah, this level uh, and you can tell it, watching them it's clear that Ledbetter is a, is a championship footballer regardless if he's here you wouldn't no he's, he's, he's really I mean some of the some of the control in tight spaces his use of his body finding players with forward passes and you know what you're going to get with Catamull it's well, tenacity yeah. it's that, I mean he drives the team forward 10 yards well, it, Catamull it, it, for it's me it's one of them as well where it's easy to say it's a bit of a cliche but Catamull has a good game everyone plays well and it's I it, totally it, it, agree it happened again the day it, like, like I say there was a couple of shaky moments from it but nah overall, fine overall fine it, I think that midfield will make a huge difference because I think it gives a back four confidence um, yeah, so the I, more we can keep the midfield together yeah uh, there's a and uh, <laughs> you can keep the back four together and the uh, midfield two together the better it gets uh, that's not to say you can't bring another player back in if someone's form fizzles <laughs> don't just say Max under your breath Matthew it's correct <laughs> well he came on again today. Really, well, he, well, he, he did alright didn't he, he? Well, he did. but we'll, uh, we'll come to that later uh, we'll move to the uh, the right of midfield, which would normally, I would say, was Watmore. He wasn't really playing on the right. It was more kind of close to Greg. To he didn't look great. He didn't look. He just didn't look very good. No, I'd, it, it, I'd go as far as to say you'd give him a five out of ten yeah, today. And it, it, I know it, the numbering's arbitrary, but. The stuff that I like about him, the reason that I've wanted him in the team, is his pace and his direct really runner, but he didn't them. offer it. He didn't stress no, he didn't. at all. He didn't. And I think he, he got his head down and ran a few times and just got himself into trouble. I think, I don't know. Hopefully was, there's more to come. Hope so, because the, the obviously not forgetting he's come back from, from injuries. Two horrific two injuries. Terrible injuries. And it was a worry in the first half when he went down holding his knee. That was a weird moment, yeah, wasn't it? It was a bit like, oh well. What, <laughs> oh, what's no. happened there? Um, but I think that there does need to be a bit more from him now because we yeah. are sort of obviously. Well, there's other options. Well, Morgan, Morgan came Morgan on and did came really on well. And had a really good game. I mean, so. he, if we're going to do the whole scoring system, I'd give him an eight for his performance. I thought, I thought he was good. That was the best he's played since the Wimbledon debut. No, I agree. You know. exactly, I thought he really threatened, and he put one on a plate for White. <laughs> White. Wow. Well, there we go. Hey, but we'll come on to him in a minute. Yeah, uh, we'll, well, we'll go back to the start eleven. I think we were both a little bit disappointed with Honeyman. Yeah, he? I thought he was. It was it was an unusual performance from Honeyman. Sort of give the ball away a few times, and some of his link up really, was really nice. Yeah, it was good, but he, he didn't seem to have the usual. 
energy. That Another he, kind of six. Yeah, it was fine. It wasn't. He didn't have a bad mm. game, but he, he was just sort of. I think because maybe he's, I don't know. Catamol and Ledbetter are so composed and dominant behind him that you don't notice his influence as much. Maybe. You know, I, I, don't, I don't. I mean, I don't he, know. He was okay. He was okay. He was fine. Not much to report with him today, actually. McGeady, we've mentioned him. Great. I mean, the free kick was just rewards. Well, that's his tenth. No, eleventh, I think. Well, tenth league. Sorry, tenth season, I think. I mean, for I mean, to me, obviously, missed the the kind of opening part of the season. He's a twenty goal a season player at this level. He's absolutely unbelievable. Chris had tweeted, Chris Witherspoon had tweeted that he's almost a cheat code in this. Correct, agreed. And I would agree with. He's he's phenomenal. Great. Um, Good free kick. Good players play well together as well, and. And like I've said already, he links up well with the other very good players. In well, the I team. think it shows, like obviously, the the quality he brings. That I said to you before he took that free kick. That really, this this should go, uh, this should be in or a great. We'll be, I think we were both here. saying this is a goal, really. And I, and I think they had one in an identical position, and we both said this is going over the bar. Because, and I think yeah. that sort of shows. Today is a kind of game where Bristol Rovers really didn't show enough to. To really get in people's faces, they were really poor, and that benefits us because our good players are then tails are up. Yeah, we're at them. Sort of like put in for me, their performance was sort of a half and half between. Right, we're going to bombard you with long ball stuff, but at times we're going to try and pass it a little bit, and they never really did either. They were crap at both of them. They were, they were rubbish. Really. So I guess that takes us on to Greg, who I thought played really well. But we didn't really create anything. Well, he for got him. another assist. He did, which was great. Really good work, by the way. And he got the obviously the assist for Honeyman against that region, was yeah, which was great work, by but, the way. And it was similar, really. It was sort of getting in front of his man, putting it on a play for own. I knew following in, following in was great. He he looked. I know we're going back over ourselves on own nine, but he really. This is going to sound outrageous, but he's like an, a lower league Lampard, like. In terms of just finding yeah. that space in the box, which yeah. is why people think when you suggest him as a, as a player to play off the front, I don't think he's a number ten like some kind of Raquel me or Baggio. Uh, but he's he's that, and he's nowhere near as good as Lampard. Obviously, I mean he's light years away. But in the lower leagues, if you're not playing two up front, he's a sniffer. Yeah. He's lurking around the striker. He's picking up the pieces. I, and nobody just, else in the squad does that, do they? No, and I think what's that? Half a dozen goals, I think he's got from right back, really. I mean, most of them have been at right back, yeah. Part barring the Shrewsbury one, maybe. I think because his natural inclination yeah. is uh, to get in it, the box. It's just a bit odd for me that he isn't. I don't well, know the reason it, at the moment is because he's not going to start against Honey. Uh, uh, sorry, against ahead of Honeyman no he, he isn't, isn't is he no, well, uh, but before wouldn't. that there was a period where Matthews was fit and he elected to play other players yeah in Charlie White for well, example yeah. and well I mean we'll come back to Greg though I think his running off the ball is absolutely brilliant his touch isn't bad but he just the team hasn't quite adjusted to creating chances nah. for him yet but I think we I think we will Get there in terms of in terms of doing that. I think they just need to learn that. I think it's just a case of learning his runs in some ways. Yeah, because obviously you play with Madger all season, who 
He doesn't make the run off the shore. Then. And he comes and off he, short and yeah. uh, different foot forward, is isn't he? Yeah. Jack Ross was kind of talking about this on the tour. He was. They were talking on Thursday. No, he was. But I, uh, with, with Greg, you can't. His performances have been, been brilliant. I think he's, I don't think he's had a bad game for some. I don't. Uh, he, and he's unfortunate in many ways not to be averaging a goal a game because yeah. he could easily have had five. Well, five he'll, goals. he'll own himself. Obviously, the, the chances he has missed have been really good chances. But I think that doesn't detract from his overall influence on the side. And because if, if he you, makes a difference, yeah, he stretches he does, if, the defense. If he's not in there, if you've got. I don't know White up front in his well, own he's not going to pull defenders we, weirdly not, enough he had the chances he did but I, I do think that that was sort of the, but the he was awful came in the last them. 10 minutes as well yeah they, was, they were looking for Stewart, Morgan had come on and you've got to take the context and he also missed an own goal so and that's not the first well, time he, he did, did it a couple of weeks ago he did it against yeah. I mean you do look at White and you do wonder with Greg I'm confident if he gets another chance which he didn't today really although he kind of well, did with well, the setup. but, but if, yeah. if, he, if he got another clear chance like the one White missed well if he's getting any of them chances that I White think he scores because I think after scoring the penalty in the last game he's, he's confident I think he feels more like right yeah. okay yeah and it's almost like if he'd come on as a sub, he probably would have had a hat wreck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is absolutely mad. Yeah, it is because but, um, that, that, but that's when the chances were created. Obviously, there was because, like you say, the stretch. Whereas White, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really be confident that he would, he would score another goal for us I in some ways. Worry. And I don't mean that in an exaggerated no, way. He really worry, doesn't yeah. look confident about or very good. His sort of like you just look at him and you think, well, really. What is he kind of offering? Not enough at the minute, because I would say. You, you, you're playing ball, obviously, didn't start today, so it's unfair to say. You're playing balls to. But when in the past we've played balls at head height, he doesn't win headers, he can't really hold the ball up, and he's not a finisher. Like, But but then, so what? And then people are going, oh, we need to play it with his strengths, but. What are, are the strengths? I'm not sure they? he knows what like, his what, strengths what, are. What are those does strengths? he know? Does he know? I'm not sure he does. Knows. And I'm not sure Sunderland, in League One, the pressure and expectation that comes with that is the right breeding ground for him to. Yeah. Is breeding ground the right term? I'm not sure. You know what I mean? No, it's I know, a fertile environment for him to kind of I, build his game. You almost need to know what player you are and go, right. Yeah. I'm going to just do it here in yeah. front of this fan base and all that and to me I, I look at him and think the, there are some things about I mean you can't argue that his movement for the actual chances yeah, he had tonight, he's in uh, the tonight today were good he's in the position but, but he has made a real mess again right. and, and you think you need to be doing better than I think that the but one in particular though, like the, the third well the, the last chance I've had he put that well wide as well. It was it awful. It was a terrible. Effort. If you haven't seen it, by the way, you need to catch it on. I don't know. We'll probably put extended highlights out on the club website or whatever. Quest um, might show it. They might because it was. I mean, it really was that bad. Well, it was. It's a. It's a it's misworth. A glaring opportunity. It's one of those where it's a misworth showing. Yeah. And that says it all for me. Yeah. Like, if it's a misworth showing, it's a bad one. Agreed. Who uh, else came on? Morgan. Max. We've talked about Morgan, and I think he did. Put himself, he, 
he again you've got to take it into context the game's stretched yeah. but he'll gain confidence from the fact that he beat men he actually beat them yeah, and he, he, he created that chance for White he, he, and he was a lot better than Watmore he was good and he was an outlet as well I think, exactly. he was direct yeah I think, um, I think to be fair I thought he was really good we've kind of given up on the numbering system by the way uh, eight. Uh, probably he's an 8 for him White a 5 Greg a 7 7 um, Max and 10. then <laughs> obviously Matthew is going to give Max a 10 but really he just came on and he just kept it ticking over, didn't he, Max? He did. No, um, he did. He, he seemed. To, he's a reliable. He he's like a reliable on. character, I think. Yeah, the, I think he always. Uh, the manager likes him. There doesn't can't he? be many games where he's been available that he hasn't featured. The manager likes him, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. There's a reason not for that. Just me, but like, he's obviously. Football's not just. I think sometimes people think it's a database, like football manager or, yeah. or whatever. It is. He's obviously an influence <laughs> off the pitch as well. He's a big character in the yeah, dressing room. Obviously, he's big, uh, but he, he, apart from anything else, he's, he's last season he, he was here with Wigan. He so knows it. He knows it with Will Green. And how much do you think he's had an influence on bringing people like James and Craig to the club? Well, there you go. Well, no, the other way. James came first, actually. Yeah, James Maybe James is actually the reason we've signed all these Wigan players. Well, is it? Right. Ten out of ten for James, if that's the case. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I think, obviously, today he was on for, what, ten minutes? But I think, <coughs> even if you're not playing... He wants him probably, involved, doesn't he? He wants goes, him involved. He does, and I think what that, that probably goes for Leuven's as well. Uh, Leuven's, it's a... Yeah, Leuven's... He's obviously not even on the bench. I don't know if he's injured at the moment, but... Was he that bad that he's no, completely I, out of the squad? I, I, he's an experienced head, isn't he? He is, and I, but maybe he is in and around the in and around in and around the dressing room. Quite possibly, I maybe maybe Ross looks <coughs> at him as someone more. I think he looks at McGeady. Well, he's probably about the same age as Jack. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> I think actually it's really just to sort of think. I think I'm. Gonna, I would say McGeady, man of the match, actually. I would agree. Um, and I think just to finish off, we'll just say. You can tell from the stuff that Jack Ross says that he really rates McGee, doesn't he? Yeah. Right. Not just as a player, as a person, I think, as well. I think you'd be this division with him in it. Is he Ronaldo? Yeah. Is he Messi? I mean, of League One? I mean, so. kick that was going in, wasn't it? I had every confidence he was going to score. Ten goals now. And so, what did Magic get? No, obviously not. No, no, no. They know it's a like fair point. Scorers, because so. if someone's going to take the sort of team by the scruff of the neck and fill that void, I think it's him. Well, so I'm, I'm going to say that McGeady will I think end might, up our top scorer. I think he might end up with 20 goals. Well, there's what? Another sort of 13, 13 games. 13, 14 games left. Yeah, I think... I think he'll uh, end up he could average a goal a game. Easy. I think Magic got 16, did he? He did 16. So I think he'll get more than that. Obviously, that, uh, but we'll see anyway, won't we? But I think we're, we're it's great to have a now. no, but it's a great to have a. The point is, it's great to have a player like that. Who other other clubs would be absolutely kill you for a player like that. Clubs who would take him. I mean, look at the, look at some of the teams that are struggling I in think, the championship. I think who would it's take sort of him. overlooked as well because of obviously you don't know, but maybe. He's, Allusions to attitudes and allusions to, but he scored eight goals last season. So I think, th- yeah, we'll not go into last no, season. But obviously, we've all seen Netflix and his thoughts on the management situation. But um, clearly, McGeady is a player in the right system, the right setup with the right manager who is, especially in League One, he's unplayable, and he is definitely someone. If we go up, who you can hang your hat on to put in a performance. 
Uh, and let's finish on. I'm sure the other lads have talked about this, so we'll hear from tonight. But we're within two points of Barnsley. It's in our hands again. Game in hand, and we've got them to play. Their form is now mirroring ours in in the way it was you know, before. Too many draws. You go to Barnsley now and don't lose that game. It's You're totally still in your hands, hands exactly. So. so. We're all positive. Matthew thought we were going to finish eighth a, a few weeks, Still do. a few games ago. Eight. When I said eighth, <laughs> and I'll stick second behind Barnsley because I'm, I'm waiting for Luton to capitulate, and I think it'll happen. Um, so yeah, they they're kind of your player ratings and some other waffle. Enjoy the night. Uh, have a few drinks. Two wins in a row. We've needed it. you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.